Hey, welcome to the Living Hope Parent Gathering podcast. The Parent Gathering is a weekly meeting of parents who are being trained for family discipleship through instruction and small group discussion. Listen now as we share with you what we taught students and children this past Sunday morning. This morning is a really timely lesson uh, for us. I was thinking about that at the beginning of the year, we all, okay, some of us, there's this talk of like maybe making goals and resolutions and changes and all of that. And while it's a good thing, we all need to make some changes. We all need to continue to walk in obedience to our Savior. It can um, kind of make us dissatisfied sometimes like we're just not where we need to be and 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 we have this this sometimes this paralysis of there's all these different choices there are all these different things I could be doing I should be doing what should I be spending my time that that we don't have this sense of contentment and so um, the theme for today is really summarized really nicely um, in first Timothy chapter 6 verse 6. And it says, I love this verse because it's simple, it's quick, it's tweetable, or, or you know, put it on Instagram or whatever. It says, godliness with contentment is great gain. This idea of being content with the place that God has placed us is is a key to, to our growth. And so the, the passage that, that middle schoolers and high schoolers are looking at this morning is, is from 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Um, in verse 17 it says, Let each person lead the life that God has assigned to him, to which God has called him. This is my rule in all of the churches. Has anyone at the time of his calling already been circumcised? Let him not seek to remove the marks of circumcision. Has anyone at his time of call been uncircumcised? Let him not seek circumcision, for neither circumcision counts or, any, or uncircumcision, but keeping the commandments of God. Each one of you should remain in the condition that he was called. Were you a bondservant when you were called? Do not be concerned about that. But if you can gain your freedom, avail yourself of the opportunity. For the Lord, for he has called you in the Lord as a bondservant or as a freeman of the Lord. Likewise, he who has, has called you is the bondservant of Christ. You were bought with a price. Do not become bondservants of men. So brothers, whatever condition as you were called, let him remain with God. And so the, the first part of of this chapter talks about marriage and says, look, those of you who are single, be content in that place. You know, if, if you're married, be content in, in that place. And, and we're called to this place of contentment, recognizing that God has made us like we are on purpose. He put you in this place at this time gave you the children that he gave you on purpose. I don't know about you, but there are some days that I look around my home and I think these children were probably designated for someone else. <laughs> they probably might be better served or be happier, or maybe I would be happier <laughs> if they would be in a different place. But God is saying, look, be content with what you have because I've done this for a reason. God has seen in his wisdom to give me a voice 
that while loud is not quality when it comes to singing. No one has ever said to me, look, you, you should do a solo. You, you have a fantastic voice. What they say to me is things like, you're so loud. Why are you so loud? Well, then he says, look, I need you to work with high school kids who need someone to be loud always because they don't always listen well. So if you have high schoolers, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, your day is coming. <laughs> um, and so he's saying, look, be content. So the first thing we need to recognize is, is in a culture that is consistently discontent, God calls us to be content in the place where he has, has placed us. And if you've noticed, this week you had a whole lot of advertisement thrown your way. And most of it, its goal is to either capitalize on the discontent that you already have, so that you need their product to solve your problem, or create in you a certain level of discontent so that you, again, need the product that they're selling you. And here at the beginning of the year, you know, where, where all these things are saying, look, you, you probably are dissatisfied with your fitness. You may be dissatisfied with your finances, with your relationships, with your family, whatever. And all these things are capitalizing on this, this potential feeling of, of discontent that you have. And so with your children, help them to be content with the possessions that God has given to you, with the gifts and abilities that God has given them. They're at this place of trying to discover, well, what am I good at? I, I want to be good at this. I really, I really do want to be good at this, but I'm not. I'm good at something else. And so help them discover that. Help them be content with the way that God has made them and the place that God has, has placed them. The, Children's ministry classes are looking at the lives of Solomon in the Old Testament and, and, and Paul in the New Testament and looking at their level of, of contentment. And certainly you would see Paul was very content with the place that he, was, that he was in. Solomon seemed to have this need to have more and more, more women, more wealth, more all. And so looking at these, these areas of, of content. The second thing we need to recognize is, is, is that um, in a, in a culture that's obsessed with things of the world, we need to have an eternal perspective. One of the keys of having a contented heart is having a perspective that's larger than just this day, this world, this moment. And so um, the last part of, uh, of 1 Corinthians 7 talks to, to those who are married and, and it talks about the fact that when we're we're in a family, when we're married, we tend to have concerns of this world. And I, I would add to that, when we have kids, there's a whole lot of things of this world that we need to be concerned about. We need to be concerned about the school and its schedule and the grading system and, and, and all these things. And oh my goodness, you, your shoes don't fit again. I need to go deal with that. And it can be easy to get caught in all of these things on an earthly level and lack a perspective of eternal things and recognizing that we each have a soul that's going to live eternally into the future and all of the people who are around us do, do as well and so we easily miss that. Jesus would often talk with his disciples and he would make an illustration, he would tell them a parable and they would be thinking very earthly. And, and they would like, oh, you don't really get what you're talking about. Because he was talking about the kingdom of God. He's saying, look, the kingdom of God is like this. And they would be like, I don't really know what you're talking about. Because you're thinking about the things of this world, not about eternal things. And so being 
content in this discontent world can be, can be difficult. But when we have an eternal perspective, we recognize that this world is not our home. And that God is working a plan. And clearly, his plan, in order to do the work that he's doing, was for the Bowling Green Bubble, which apparently was a thing. I don't really feel like it's a thing anymore. Like when I came here, people were like, don't worry, there's a bubble around Bowling Green. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, the snow, it always misses us. The storms, they always miss us. Apparently it's not a thing anymore, right? Apparently that's, that's gone. But God is working a plan. He's doing this for a reason. He's giving us an opportunity. He's giving us something that he wants us to, to understand. And so if we have this, this perspective, so having an eternal perspective is best. But the way to do that, the third thing we need to understand is that walking with Christ is what brings us contentment no matter the circumstances. I'm reminded of, of John chapter 15. He speaks of the way that we disciple and grow as families, but he says, Abide in me, and I in you. For as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So if we are going to have this overriding contentment, it's going to come from walking with Christ. And that's going to begin with us and then helping our children walk with Christ. The power of the Holy Spirit is able to transform us and transform our children and our families and help us to be content, which is an incredibly unusual perspective and unusual characteristic to have in these days of being content. But remember, going back to our verse, godliness with contentment is great gain. Being able to be content with what we have, with how God has made us, with the place that he has, he has put us, and seeking to, to serve God in those, in those things. And so, um, Miriam's going to come and, and share with you a bit. Um, but as she does, and we give her, I give her the microphone and all that because we're, we're still doing the podcast, which has been a good thing. So point, point people to that if you'd like. And so the question, um, and, and it, this should be an easy one, okay? Over the past month, what have you been grateful for? Thanks for listening to the Parent Gathering Podcast. We invite you to join us at 9.30 on Sunday mornings in the Rec Center, where we will have opportunities for discussion among other parents. For more information about Living Hope Next Gen Ministries, go to livehopeful.com.